language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. You're listening to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I'm one of your co-hosts, the guy that is not struggling with his cousin, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. I'm cool like that. And the professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? Hey, man, so y'all like my new uh, intro since nah, I'm- Nah, not really. <laughs> You know, I'm waiting on you to give me something, man. I, I have to think about it, but that's kind of corny. You know, because, you know, you said... Uh, I said you needed something new. new. I want you to come over but with that something new. That, that, that's not working. That's not working? No. What you got for me? I don't know. I'll work on it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give you a week. Okay. I got handle you. That, you know what I'm saying? I got you next week. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I'll do is I, I'll I, do the I, intro. You know what? I started to say, <laughs> I started to say uh, the shade thrower. But I said, nah, I ain't gonna That's do that. Corny too. Yeah, let's not do that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's up, Maurice, man? What's up, man? You know, and you know what, Maurice is living up to his name, the, the professor. professor. You know, it was shocking to me when he grabbed the microphone when we did the uh, videos at the BYOV that day. He said, "Yeah, this is Maurice, the professor." I was like, "Boy, he it rolled right off of him just yeah, like he's, that." Uh, He's uh, accepting his time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's accepting his place okay. on earth. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go with it. All right, pro. <laughs> you know. But, uh, Mike, I wanted to ask you, there's a, uh, a jazz uh, trump, I mean, a saxophone player. I haven't listened to this particular uh, record yet. Uh, his name is uh, Eric Dolphy. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Mm -hmm. He has a, it's called Musical Prophet, the expanded 1963 New York studio sessions Mm -hmm. of his music. And I ran across it on uh, uh, jazziz.com's website. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to listening to this particular record. It's, It's a three CD box set. And these are songs that came out after he, passed away passed of course away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i want to ask you had you you, you have any of his music i do um okay. he's not he's not big on my uh my uh list mm-hmm. i mean you know he was he was a he was a major figure mm-hmm. uh in the uh, free jazz right kind of free jazz movement mm-hmm. which i am not a big um a big fan of free jazz okay so um I don't I don't have enough of I don't free jazz is something you have to bring a lot of yourself to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um I don't have a lot of uh I don't know what it takes to really understand free jazz. Mm-hmm. Free jazz is you know is uh Ornette Coleman, Eric Dolphy right. was in that in that okay. mix. And <clears throat> so it's uh um uh, Branford Marsalis has an album called Crazy People Music. Right. 
and uh, the he said so in the interview they asked him why did he name the album Crazy People Music. Mm-hmm. He said because he was talking to a girl one day and the girl he told the girl he was a jazz musician mm-hmm. and she said oh you play that Crazy, crazy People, people music. music and yeah. she said he said what you mean Crazy People Music. He said, jazz just sounds like somebody gave a bunch of retarded people instruments <laughs> and they just started, <laughs> you know, they just recorded what yeah. they did. That's probably not the most politically correct word. He probably did say crazy, but, you know, I should have mm-hmm. said retarded. But that's that's uh, that's uh, what. And so my point is, is that free jazz is crazy people music to me. Okay. It's just too much going on, mm-hmm. and you know I can't find rhythms. I can't find melodies. I'm not good enough. I I, I don't. I guess I'm. I I haven't ever really been, ever really been able to listen intently enough to mm-hmm. understand what was going on with that free jazz mm-hmm. thing. So, mm-hmm. but I know who he is, yeah. and I do have some of his music. Um, mm-hmm. He plays uh, sax. He plays clarinet. He right. plays flute. Right. Right, piccolo and mm-hmm. something else I don't really know, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's uh, I I know who he is. Okay. I know he's a major figure, but I don't know a lot yeah. about his music. Yeah, that was uh what I was gonna bring to the table because I had never uh ran across him, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw it come up in the magazine on this reissue, and I was like, let me ask Michael about that, yeah, see if yeah, he yeah. had heard of it or came across it or whatever, you yeah. know. So, but uh. Maurice, what's happening over there, man? I know you're doing some little research. See, he always researching, always reading. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get to uh, what you what you wanted us to do. What you you wanted us to do a little Grammy thing. I was trying to go through the list. Oh, but um, new music uh, I've listened to is uh, her has a song from the uh, soundtrack to the movie with Taraji P Henson. That's a remake where she can read the minds. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. Is it think like a that's something? No, else? it's what what men think. What, or what, what yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. men want or something so, like that. What yeah. men want. Yeah. So she does a cover of think think about what you're trying to do to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Her she does a cover of that and it's really good. And when I heard it, I was thinking about her about it's going to be hard talking about her when her name is her. <laughs> but. <laughs> That is kind of difficult. So yeah. uh, her H.E.R.'s uh, uh, rise in the music industry has been interesting because she was a child actor and then she made this transition by doing all of these. Um, well, I won't say all of these. I won't say it was this big thing, but she did not immediately divulge who she was when she started singing. Like she didn't make it known that she was this. Uh, former child actor or whatever. So, what was she on? Um, see, now you got me. Oh, okay, go ahead. But uh, she was on one of the Nickelodeon's Disney songs. Oh, then I would have never known. Yeah, yeah. Way. Now, if she had come in another generation, then you would probably know because your your little one would be uh, listening to her now. But she she when she became an adult and started doing adult music, she she you know threw off that that whole persona that she got from that or made an attempt to. And and now she's kind of like getting this mainstream um, uh, treatment, like her label is putting out her music, and she's you know getting Grammy nominations and stuff like that. And when I heard that song, I'm like, oh, she's kind of on track to be a Rihanna type of artist because she's extremely beautiful and she does poppy songs, but she also has this like real 
uh, renegade soul vibe. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen to that uh, focus, yeah. I mean it's yeah. like, I mean it's like just dripping with a whole lot of soul in it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of like she's not in a hurry to get anywhere in the song, and it's like. You know, it's almost like that dealer behind the beat kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, that's how she's moving through the song. And it's like, yeah, so, you know, she she kind of moves around in a lot of different areas. And she's kind of, she could be on that same trajectory as a, as a Rihanna where you're moving in all of the, in this pop lane and then, in, you know, still uh, firmly footed in, you know, black music or whatever. But I think that she, you know, we're going to be talking about her a lot more. So she's one I'm listening to. Yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah, man. I know. Uh, <clears throat> real quick, man. You know, it's it's a, it's a young lady that I'm just like really digging her. That's I'm not gonna go that far because I don't, you know I'm a little too old for this. But that damn Tiana Taylor. <laughs> You're too old for what? I really want to her music. <laughs> nah, to say what I want to say. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, then let's okay. move on. But man, that, that, <laughs> we taking a turn for the worse up in man, here. Man, that young lady's off chain, man. She yeah, is a she hell is. of a creative, yeah. man. Yeah, she yeah. is. She yeah. is. And making a name for herself as a director. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. yeah. She's exactly, man. That song WTP. <laughs> Boy, I What's tell that stand for? Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 I forgot you're not struggling with your cussing ever. Mm. <laughs> with that. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, man. What's up, Mike? Man, you know we talk. You know you want to touch on the Grammys for us a little bit. You know. And yeah, I mean we can we can talk about it. I haven't really been listening. I well, um, you seen American Soul yet? That's, I know I, I haven't. I haven't. Well, but man, I know what is. it is because my sister is trying to uh, send me the link, or somebody sent me the link to is it. Is the whole thing out, or are they doing it in parts? Because they're doing the only, it in parts. Because I only saw f- you two parts, yeah, one and first, two. They they debut one and two last. Okay, week. okay. Yeah. I didn't think I, I'm like, where's yeah. the rest of it? Yeah, that's so all. That's is been this out. like the, it's supposed to be a series about the origins of Soul Train? Right. So it's not a movie. Mm-hmm. It's actually a TV series. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, which in and of itself, I thought was pretty innovative. Because mm-hmm. I don't really think looks I, interesting. Yeah, I don't think it I've is. seen. I just anything. haven't gotten around it, but it looks real interesting. It I is, haven't. Man. I haven't think. I I don't think I've seen anything like that before, where they took like basically a biopic and turned it into a TV series. Right. So I'm. Uh, I watched the first two. Mm-hmm. So I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the writing has been pretty good. Okay. And uh, um, I'd like to know how c- close to the story it really Here's is. Here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get to the part where Maurice White asks, <laughs> asks Don Cornelius, what happened to Soldier? Because <laughs> I want to see that part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want to see that. I part. don't know, <laughs> but uh, they might not. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I if might. you don't know what we're talking about, go read back to our Maurice White. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Need to read yeah. the book. Yeah. yeah, read his book, and then and then listen to the podcast. Oh. But um, they, uh, I'm in. I think uh, I think it's been pretty good so far. Um, I mean, two shows in, and I'm waiting. I'm like waiting to see what happens next. Okay. So I didn't know it, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew a little bit about the origins, how it started in Chicago and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know, you know, 
I'm pretty certain that they're telling stories that are not necessarily because there are B-roll stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that I don't know that those are necessarily part of the whole Soul Train story. I think they just use the backdrop of the creation of Soul Train to create this uh, series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are some B-roll stories, you know, like there was like this one. There's this one storyline where this brother and the sister. That's what I was going to bring up and ask you about. Yeah. Where Where is that coming from? At first, I thought it was Shalimar because, you know, Shalimar, exactly. Shalimar came exactly. out of Soul Train. Exactly. And then the more I watched it, I'm like, well, neither one of them were related. So I don't know what that. Yeah. What, what does this about. have to do with the story? So I think it's just some B-roll stories that they just mm -hmm. use. They just use Soul Train and the origins of Soul Train, too. Mm -hmm. And I purposefully didn't look up what they're trying to do because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that ruins things. For yeah, me. exactly. So I just, you know, I'm just going to watch it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And then after the season or after whatever, whatever they do, three or four shows that they do, after it's done, then I'll look up and right. see what was going on. I'll look it up right. and read about it. But it's pretty good. Oh, girl can sing, though. Who? The girl with the, the brother and the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. She can go. And then Kelly Rowland is playing uh, Gladys, Gladys Knight. Knight. Okay. All right. yeah. So, you know. And it made me think about that song, Midnight Train to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And she did the acapella version <coughs> on the piano. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she and she did. explained that I changed the words mm -hmm. up and all that. Yeah, man. And so uh, then y'all talked to me a couple of weeks ago about uh, the documentary for Fire Festival. Right, you watched <laughs> it. I watched it. Okay. Need <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, cameras. <laughs> And everybody needs to and, watch and, the Fire Festival and, documentary and on Netflix. Let me Netflix. tell you something. If, <laughs> if, if you need to know what white male privilege is, six years. That's exactly what I was thinking about during the whole. Th if who, you need who would to get understand to the point that. where they would believe, believe you enough to where you could swindle people out of millions, millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And then he was, and he's so damn arrogant about it that. Even after he's been like indicted for stuff, right? He's still doing this shit. Absolutely, it, it, it it's the it's the uh, it's the epitome of white privilege. It it it, it really. I, was just I mean, and I don't know that I've never heard that take on it. I haven't heard people talk about it in, in with that frame of reference. Mm -hmm. That's all I got the whole time I was watching it. Now, like like. Okay, if if so and so was trying to do this, it would never have gotten two steps anywhere. Right. Put Dame Dash in that spot. It would never. I mean, it just would never. I mean, you you have absolutely nothing to show for nothing. Millions. You just put you just put all of these influencers out there, and they post pictures, and people buy tickets. Millions related to related to that. And no, and 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 if that if that if that man had been black, there would have been so many questions asked long before somebody shells out three four thousand dollars. And you know what? I mean, if we and I'm laughing about it, and I really don't want to make light of the topic because there were some real people that were hurt by that by that, namely uh, the restaurant owner. Yes. In uh, was it the Bahamas? Bahamas, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. So. I mean, she really, she really suffered a loss as a result of and, all of and it. So all real the, people and lost. all the work as it didn't get paid. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just, it was just, yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, and you know, the part, the part that everybody was talking about is not the part you were talking about. What's that? The what are they talking? Everybody about? was talking about how this. The, is, yeah, 
this man was willing to, yeah. you know. And I was just going, uh Here and here's the here's the uh here's the rub. Have you heard? <laughs> Have you heard? Don't say rub. No. <laughs> Oh Lord, my bad. (laughs) Anyway, here's the here's the uh, kicker. Okay, is that right? Let's go. Here's the kicker. Let's go. He's getting a reality show. I believe it. I believe it. That that does not surprise me. That does not surprise me. I just somebody who should be banished. To go live somewhere, <laughs> it's just kind of like. And the thing about it is, is that that's. I mean, it's, the only reason it's shocking is because it's a man, and a man who well, had some. You really, you really dropping some nuggets, because, there, man. I agree with you. Because, I hear you because I'm sure there are plenty absolutely. of women who have done a whole lot of stuff. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Who have done a who whole, felt that they had to probably yeah. who felt who felt threatened. In order to hold on Not to their job. Not even threatened, just, you know, I'll do it. But no, I'm sure, there was, to, I'm uh, sure there was some that were threatened, mm-hmm. like, you, you in order to keep your job, you need to do or, this. You know. And the other end of the spectrum as well. But yeah, because, yes. well, let me stop, because I was getting ready to call a couple of names. <laughs> some Fox News hosts that I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, have no. done some things. What do you say? say? <laughs> I'm, I don't want to get sued. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. What, do you, what do you say? I cleaned up and got to smelling good. And, uh, I'm like, I don't even want to discuss that you're big part. Dummy. But really what it speaks to, like, yeah, I'm with you on it. But really what it speaks to is, you know, corporate America and what you're what you're willing to do and what this cult of personality uh, in a lot of places where you where you have to play this game of uh, the emperor has no clothes and act like you don't see what's actually going on right in right. front of your face. Yeah, I mean, because can you imagine being in that situation and and going along with any of that and, and any being and like in, and being like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I should do this. Mm-hmm. It just does not make sense for some damn water. It just none of it. None, none of it. it. I mean, none I was of, like, you do this for some water. None of it. I mean, we could go off on the Dog, whole show yeah. for that. Yeah, man, man. So, but it was it was very yeah. yeah. Married Express cards, hundred thousand. All that, man. Man, I was just sitting there, and uh, I was just sitting there watching him get millions of dollars from people, and and all the people who bought tickets, like not questioning anything. Right. They just buying three and four thousand dollars worth of tickets, and just saying, "Oh, this is." And then the- you know, mm-hmm. we are uh, one week out asking about your flight. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I guarantee you, if my face was on the front of that, first it'd be like, well, what, what, what are you gonna do with four thousand dollars tickets and blah blah this and blah blah that, mm-hmm. and I need proof of this and I need this. <clears throat> but where they were going with it, which is also valid too, is the role that the the influencers play, right? Yeah. And, it, and it, I mean the online influences oh, specifically yeah. is what I'm speaking to, okay. and it kind of plays into what we're trying to do with with our thing here mm-hmm. that we're trying to do. Like we're trying to be on social media and we're trying to get a following based on you know what our preferences are related to music and the conversations that we have about music. And then once you get that, what you do with that influence, mm-hmm. because those people just kind of like, <laughs> okay. Uh, you want me to do what? You want me to post what pictures where? And you're going to give me what? And and that's all they did, and that's all they had to do for their followers to fall in line behind them. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just kind of like what's happening online right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we have anybody that would do that for us, but I mean, it's that's really, really what sad happens. Case that there is such a that it's all it's it's almost a sad. I guess we're all influenced by something. Absolutely, right? But absolutely, a, a picture online. I need more than that. Yeah, that's I not need. I, I I need. It's not enough. An itinerary. It's not enough. I need. You know. I mean, I mean, and I think it's because of our frame of reference with social media, mm-hmm. because if that's all you've ever seen, if that's your only, you know, if you've only grown up in the world with mm-hmm. social media, social media yeah. I mean, you have a different perspective on it. But me, I'm just kind of like, OK, yeah, let me follow Cardi B so I can see what silly stuff that she's doing. But if Cardi B says something that doesn't make sense to me, I'll be like, oh, OK, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not here for Cardi B. I like following her because she says some interesting things, but. I mean, Cardi B can probably make some moves, can probably move a group of people with her online influence. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're you're right. She absolutely could do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting discussion. But I'm glad you got to watch it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very, you know, we had, our, we had a discussion <laughs> with one of our uh, friends of the podcast. She's like, she is, she, we need to, uh, Put us together uh, a show at the called the color section at Joe Pool Lake, <laughs> <laughs> and just and, and just influence people to come. Influence we get, them to come. Uh, okay. I don't think it would work on that level. <laughs> I don't think it would work. Not the yet. Hood, the hood part. Not yet. No. You know, with a yacht. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, you know, I, I listened to some music too, but I didn't. You know, um, I just, you know. I, I listened to a lot of stuff in preparation of our uh, last show, and uh, I was just kind of floated around a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't listen to a lot of uh, new music. Actually, when I when I now that I think about it, when I was going through titles just looking for new albums, I didn't really see anything I was interested in. Yeah, some of, you know, actually, I've been mm-hmm. looking through. Uh, I just been like googling something, and that's how I come up came up with a few things. Um, as far as new music for 2019 and some of it is not out so you know how that goes mm-hmm. yet anyway but yeah man you know you uh we're talking about uh it's black history month for one uh southern university was in town last night at the Marav's game for, was that uh, the uh the Harris, Harris's thing? night oh, yeah okay. they were here last I night i haven't been i haven't been to one of those in a long right. time and I totally forgot that they were here, mm-hmm. but they got a hell of a drum major. Uh, but man, you, you was telling us about these uh, blacks and seeing some country western around here with your playlist you sent to us, man. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, as far as western music is concerned, you know, we uh, we associate black folk with uh, a lot of things, with all most every other genre mm-hmm. uh, but we never really spend that much time talking about African Americans and country western music right? which I thought you know I didn't uh, I, I, and I don't know what made me kind of uh, think about this most recently mm-hmm. uh, my mother likes to tell the story of uh, when I was, must have been about 79, mm-hmm. 80 when you know there weren't like four televisions in the house it was like one, <laughs> one. and uh Hee-haw. i was uh i was gonna bring that up 
but I was watching for whatever reasons. I was watching the uh, CMAs, Country Music Awards, mm-hmm. and my mother came in and she was, you know, grabbed the. There may not have been a remote, but she may have intended to turn the channel or have me turn the channel. And she said, uh, I was like, I got upset. I was like, no, we're watching this. And I was like, you have to learn to appreciate. Now, I don't know where I got the word appreciate at seven or eight years old, but I said, you have to learn to appreciate all forms of music. (laughs) She loves to tell that story. This is the funniest thing in the world. And she like she she makes it all dramatic, like I had tears in my eyes or something, and I probably didn't, but I probably was passionate about watching the show. But this was the early, uh, late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. when variety shows were a big thing. So award shows were really part of that kind of variety yeah, idea. Absolutely. absolutely. So, um, um, so I I probably did want to watch it, and I'm sure I did. And back then, I probably wasn't uh, conscious that the entire audience and all of the participants were all white. white. Mm-hmm. And probably because that was network TV back right. in the day. You know, right. there were only like maybe one or two shows that oh, yeah. featured any black people. Yeah, so it wasn't odd. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. unusual to see only white faces. And... Uh, Springboard a couple of years uh, in high school. Um, uh, I went to a majority white high school. So, of course, the band was majority white and the band teacher was majority white. And so uh, a lot of corny music came out of <laughs> lots of corny music I played. Uh, but one song stuck out to me all the time was I Can't Stop Loving You. And uh, at that moment, I must, this had to be 84, somewhere along that time, 84, 85. Um, I didn't know anything about that song. Mm -hmm. A couple of, within that realm of those couple of years, I ran across a Ray Charles album at my uncle's house. And that song was on there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't stop loving you. The band played this song. Right. Now, this was one of the corny songs that I actually enjoyed the melody. Mm-hmm. For whatever reasons, the melody of that song was very interesting to me. And so I was like, is this the same song? So I put it on at my uncle's house, and it was the same song. Mm-hmm. So it's Ray Charles singing, I Can't it's Stop Loving You. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, well, what is this about? Over the years, um, I let things capture my attention with regard to country western music but i never realized the influence of blues Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to realize the influence of blues on country western music storytelling and it was not until the uh ray charles biopic where i really started thinking about soul music delta blues Mm -hmm. country western and how all of that stuff kind of fits together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, probably some of the first country Western artists were actually blues artists. And uh, they just kind of uh, 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 white folks in the South and Midwest just kind of co-opted it and kind of turned it into this thing that would, that came out of the tradition of like um uh, they took their bluegrass and it bluegrass. took their folk 
bluegrass and they turned folk, it into their, and they just kind of melded mm-hmm. it, and it became this whole with the instrumentation thing. Right. It just kind of came this one thing. Right. So it fits into the uh, it fits into uh, uh, the thing that is American music, right? So you know there there is jazz, and then there is all the things that jazz birthed, and country western music is one of those things that jazz birthed, right? So, over the last few, uh, I guess, years or so, I have been, like, uh, interested in country western music. And then, of course, you know, you always want to know the history. You want to, for me anyway, you always want to know the black history with regard to country western Mm -hmm. music. So, of course, the podcast, since we've been studying music a little bit more, Mm -hmm. I decided that, hey, it's time to look some of this stuff up, see what's going on. And it came to mind just the other day when I ran across an interview with um, the Pointer Sisters and realized that they won a Grammy for one of the songs that they had written. And I thought initially it was Slow Hand. Mm-hmm. What a man with for country slow. music. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going it does to be sound the, like a, the country, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. It's not the song that they sang that they they. Uh, they got a Grammy for. They got a Grammy for a song called Fairy Tale. Um, and that song is uh uh to me it doesn't sound like a traditional country western song, but it is, you know, that's where it hit. It hit on country and western radio. And they had the flavor and in they, their voices. They uh and you know. they uh they caught hell trying to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, in the 60s, late 60s, mm-hmm. early 70s. They call hell for that. Yep. But after that, I decided to go into a kind of more research mode. And uh, uh, I had a problem with my uh, computer. So I lost some files that didn't get put on Google Docs. But um, there have been some, some uh, country artists who hit country charts who hit the country charts and and made huge impacts. So, of course, I sent you to a playlist and every one of the artists on the playlist, those songs um, hit the country western charts and they're usually within the top 20, except for uh, Charlie Pride, Darius Rucker. Those two have hit number one several times and almost all of Charlie Pride's records are all number one records. No, His albums are all number one albums at some point. So I remember Charlie Pride growing up because Charlie Pride would end up on like Hee Haw. Yeah. You remember the show Hee Haw? Absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. was the black country man for us. He was, he, yeah. Wait a minute. Hee Haw was a good show. It was. <laughs> It was a it was a good show, you know. <laughs> and I was I was always uh impressed with Roy or you know, Roy Roy and uh what was the other guy's name? Buck Buck Buck, Buck Owens. Buck Owens. <laughs> All of that stuff was funny. It May was Pearl. it was maybe yeah. yeah. I mean it was a uh it was a seventies variety yeah. show. And yes, Charlie Pride always ended up on the show. But for whatever reasons, the only the song that I always remember from Charlie Pride that I put on the playlist is "Kiss an Angel Good Morning," because mm-hmm. great song. Because yes. 
Yes. Because I love the lyric, kiss an angel good morning and love her like the devil when you get back home. And of course, you know, I was it was 20 years later when I understood what that what what that part meant. But uh uh what do y'all think? I mean, you know, uh the 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 how how has country western music ever like entered your I love country music. Mm-hmm. I, 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 um, to me, it's uh, the storytelling that they do in the music is uh, is is one of the things that makes it. That's probably what makes it. What has made it last for as long as it has lasted. Um, also, I like the guitar. Like that's one of my instruments. So mm-hmm. I, that's and there's there's you know. Country Western is still one of the few popular music genres where you can hear a guitar solo in a lot of the songs. But one of the things when you brought up this topic that really, uh, one of the things that I, my mind just kind of rested on was Darius Rucker. Because when Darius Rucker was Hootie and the Blowfish, I thought, I mean, he was fantastic. I, that was one of the, their, the, their, their first album. I bought that album and listened to the whole thing. And I was just kind of like, Oh, so they're calling this rock music, but this man sounds like Al Green, and he sounds like Ray Charles, and he's singing with this soulful voice, but they're calling this rock music, and that's when, you know, kind of like the the uh, racial politics of music was like really, really uh, was uh, was was shaping kind of the way that a, a lens that, that that I saw music in. So fast forward. Uh, uh, Darius Rucker leaves Hootie and the Blowfish and the natural progression in my mind would have been a country western album which which it was that was the first thing he did right but yes he did an album with he, Hidden Beach he, he sure Beach, did, Hidden Beach he Records, sure did that was this neo soul sure type did. of thing mm-hmm. and to me at the time I was just kind of like Mm, that's an interesting move but if you look at the landscape of music and what happened it was like really really ahead of its time because mm-hmm. i can almost uh hear the sell that the a&r person was, was giving to darius rucker he was kind of like okay neo neo soul is the return of soul music it's the return to songwriting it's the song it's the return to you know this this uh these soulful crooners and you know you're you're a songwriter you're whatever mm-hmm. you you know this there's a but there's a there's a there's a niche in this neo soul piece where uh a lot of the neo soul artists haven't quite gotten to yet and that's the like the country version of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it didn't take off right. but fast forward you got like uh ndre with the rascal flats mm-hmm. i mean you have all of these Beyonce has uh, hit the, the Beyonce has album hit the charts with yeah. uh, with the with the song about her daddy. I mean, and it's just kind of like it's not it the the that seems that doesn't that was not that doesn't seem out of the ordinary now. But at the time, that album was just an, an anomaly, mm-hmm. and it really was just ahead of its time. It wasn't a pure neo soul album either. I would right. say that to me, if I was A and R in that album. I wouldn't have like had Snoop Dogg on it, right? But it, the Jill Scott stuff, mm-hmm. if they had worked that into a more guitar-led ballad versus 
this R and B led ballad. It might have, mm-hmm. it might have mel- it might have made more sense than than what it did because the song was 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 the equivalent of. I mean, the the words that they were, the, that they were singing about were like you know, it, it was like a country country western song, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it made sense that he ultimately got his success singing, quote unquote, a more traditional version of country music mm-hmm. because it, his voice is more traditionally soul and roots music. Mm-hmm. So that's why it fit there. So that 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 stuck out. Plus, on your list, there were some people that that I had never heard of before. There were some people that I had heard of before that I follow right now. Reese Palmer, who her progression from country music has been really, really interesting. And then uh, there were some people that I had not heard of before that I was kind of like, oh, this is really good. I hadn't heard the girl that's on The Voice right now. Mm-hmm. I had not heard of her. And the um, the link that you sent, uh, Sheldon, from OK Player, oh, mm-hmm. talked about the Jimmy Allen mm-hmm. and uh, what was the other gentleman? Um, uh, Kane Brown. Brown, yeah. So, and I listened to their stuff, and I was like, okay, these boys are kind of like they twanging it up. I mean, they really do it. They really doing country well, music. You, well, you think about country music, though, Maurice. If you gonna sing country, you got to know how to sing. You got so you got to build. You it got out. to come with it. And you know, my Maurice. When, I mean, Michael. When you sent the list, the only person that really came to my mind that was a pop R and B singer that really was country to me the whole time was Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie to me is a country western singer. But then he did a t- he did a whole country album. He no, what he did was and he, he took, took the his songs, songs he had already written. done yeah, and exactly. they just they gave him a different flavor. Yeah, but if you listen to but, him pre-recorded, but it was it's, country. It's soul music. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And all, and, and all country what I mean and the only thing that made Lionel Richie's music soulful, I mean made it country western music was the person who sang it. Right. Because and then the way that they presented presented it uh, instrumentally, absolutely. That's the only thing that changed. Because and what's, and what's interesting about that, what you just said is the song "Lady." So Kenny you take, the, you take the Kenny Rogers version of mm-hmm. it, and Kenny sings it, and it's a big hit for him, and it's a it's a country hit and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Lionel does it, and it's a big pop hit when right. he does it. I don't know that a lot of people have heard Teddy Pendergrass's version of Lady. I have not. There's that's t- on the documentary. That's on the documentary. documentary. Teddy Pendergrass did Lady as a part of what I was telling you before yeah. before we did the show as an attempt to kind of delve into pop music. Mm-hmm. So they were going to keep the the black audience with Teddy's voice. Mm-hmm but gain a broader audience with the song and the instrumentation songs that they uh that had already uh that had already proven itself it was already a hit yeah mm-hmm. it was already a hit so if you listen to it it's really got a total i mean it's it's a teddy it's a teddy pendergrass singing lady i mean it's really you know he belts it out yeah. but i mean it's a, it's a it's a it's a slightly different vibe from kenny rogers and it's a slightly different vibe from Lionel Richie, but they're all singing the same song. And it's, it's really kind of interesting to listen to both of those. And really, at the end of the day, the music does, in a large degree, come down to who's singing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really, that, really te- that really determines the category that it gets put in. So when uh, in the biopic, the Ray Charles biopic, they, uh, he, does, uh, I, he does I Can't Stop Loving You. 
and his album is Modern Sounds and Country Western Music. He actually did two albums, mm-hmm. right? And both of the albums actually went to number one. Right. And and the what he was saying in the movie, which I attribute, which I guess they attribute to Ray Charles saying, he said the reason that these these albums and these songs are doing well is because of the stories they tell. Mm-hmm. And you know he was from you know Florida, Georgia, Florida, and yeah. so being from Florida. Mm-hmm. That you know, being being from the the back swamps of Florida, he heard a lot of country western, western. type music, and he played with a country western group when he first uh, left school. Mm-hmm. He played with a country western group, and you know, musically, uh, the chord structures are all blues anyway, mm-hmm. right? As far as how country western music and and uh, 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 blues music kind of melds together and then you know the twang to me if I'm just thinking about how music has been released the twang that's in country western music is really just emulating delta blues and making it country. the way the guitar mm-hmm. the way the guitars sing mm-hmm. the way the singers sing mm-hmm. you know I mean I think like Muddy Waters earliest recordings could be considered country country western music you know and there's just no way to kind of get away from uh how close that is aligned Mm -hmm. but white people didn't do blues black people didn't do country do country western music Mm -hmm. so it became this whole yeah like separation separation. i just found out that a guy that i grew up in in the neighborhood with me Around the corner from me, black guy, known him all my life, uh, played played in band with me in elementary school. He became a, a superstar athlete in college. He's a country western artist now. I don't even know where it came from. Oh, you talking about? Um, His name is Joe King. Joe King. Yeah, I just ran into Joe. I was just like, yeah. where did that come from? He's always done that. Yeah, I mean, it just it was just. Yeah, but I don't see the. I don't see a big leap. I don't, but but we grew up. We didn't grow up listening to country western music. Right. It's not like it was like pre, pre, prevalent. We grew up in the late eighties, early nineties, so we were inundated by what became hip hop. I don't know that it's. Uh, I agree with you one hundred percent, but I don't know that it was more. I, I see it's more. Uh, 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 what so so one example for me is okay if when I I'm from the city. I, you know, I heard hip hop. I heard all of this music growing up. My cousins that lived in in the country, they, the country music was just part of their DNA. It was just what mm-hmm. it was just what you listened to. Mm-hmm. So that it was not a, it was not a, a, a an odd thing for me to get into a car with my aunt and the radio comes on and everybody in the car is singing whatever country song that comes on the radio word for word yeah I don't, uh, yeah. so you know to to the point of of who you, you you know the guy that you guys are talking about where did he go during the summers i mean well, that yeah, might have influenced but, but, but you know what, exactly. what he was what, yeah, what yeah. he ultimately came yeah. out with well we talked about that when i ran into him at a picnic and i said joe uh because he actually performed in desoto at the the uh we got this little amphitheater thing yeah, going okay. on so he was actually up there and when i ran into him at this picnic i said you he said, man, I've been doing country all my, I've been doing this all my right. life. 
Well, he ain't you been know. doing it all his life. But. I mean, but you, <laughs> no, when I, when I, no, I'm when just, I, when I'm, just I, I'm just being silly. But, but you yeah. know, when I say when you know we say that is it's kind of like you do things at home, but you don't want to expose yourself exactly. to your friends about what because you're actually doing. Because there's a stigma. There is a exactly. stigma. There's a stigma. And what would have happened if he had come, you know, mm-hmm. t- you know, twanging with his friends right. while they listening to, uh, you know, uh, the message. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just, well, you know, you, you, you know, you know how to move around and those types of things and people learn how to, oh, okay, well, you know, this is not going to be accepted in this particular audience. Yeah, this friend come over here, I'm going to play Among this. Among some people. Like right. some people it's like, well, however you flow is however you flow. Right. So, you know, it's just not, you know, and some of us were lucky enough to be around. Okay, well, what you you know, whatever you bringing in here is kind of like let's check it out and listen mm-hmm. to. Him. So I have I have a buddy that we went to high school with. He's a year, he he graduated a year before me, and he uh, so after I I specifically remember after the Ray Charles biopic came out, and that part like really caught my attention about modern sounds and country western music. So I asked him, I was like, um. Uh, are there, you know, who who do I need to listen to? Like, who's out there now that I need to listen to country? He was like, most country western music now is just rock music. So that was going to be my point. Yeah, because so, there's the the new country mm-hmm. is not country. No, it's just country. It's just rock pop music, and everybody's wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> right. I mean. <laughs> It, that's just it. I mean, I can't. I, I can't break it down and any so, further. And when when Sheldon sent the article, and I listened to Jimmy Allen uh-huh. and Kane Brown, I was like, okay, country bo- boots, mm-hmm. a hat, but this is pop music, right? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. A, with the guitar mixed to the front, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Miley so I, I I listened to um, when I was listening. Yeah. So I was. Uh, so when he said that, I I went back in my head to uh, a time I had a friend, he's he's deceased now, his name is Kip. Kip loved country western music. Kip, his name is Kip, so you know he's not he's melanin challenged. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are no black people named Kip? I don't know. <laughs> no, the, the, I know black that, people named Skip, but I don't know any name. Kip. Uh, that big ass sign, of, you know, what was the thing on thirty five? Big, big boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, anyway. and he was white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, any white, any black Kips out there? We apologize. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Okay. But Skip. anyway, this Kip was melanin challenged, and uh, I remember being in the car with him, uh, going wherever we were going. And he was ready to put on some country western music. Mm-hmm. He put on Shania Twain. And I'm listening to this album, and I wish I remember which one it is, but I remember listening to this album going, well, where are the banjos? I was like listening for, you know, there was, n- and you know, even the acoustic guitar sounded electric. It didn't sound like a country western music to me. That was a pop me. album. Yeah, so it it it, it and like it was a mega hit and for it, her. Yeah, and it but like that album. It, to your point that you just made earlier, that album was produced by uh, one of the uh, guys who was in the uh, Def Leppard. So it was produced by a rock by a no, rock okay. artist. Hmm. And they and they uh, it was it was a rock it was a produced by a rock person. And, so there you go. And you know, but you know, she. She at at no point was anybody going to put her in a category called uh, country western music. I mean, called rock music or pop music. Mm-hmm. She was always going to be placed in the country western 
uh, section of the record store. Right. But I was listening to it like this is not country western music. This is not this is not the country western music I grew up on. Right. You know, this is not hee haw. Yeah. And that's why I was like in the string of guitars yeah, I'm just and like, all that. I, going I, you know, I'm not feeling this. I, you know, and I didn't like it because I was expecting something. I was expecting more roots, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just like, you know, this 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 is what passes for country western music now. Mm-hmm. And I was just like really disappointed in it. And I think uh, I remember when uh, uh, and again, my friend, his name is Tyrone, and he was like, Oh, Tyrone Reeves. Yeah, he yeah. was like. <laughs> He was like, there's no, he listens to country western music and blues. That's mostly what he listens to. Mm-hmm. You know, he, that's just his thing. But I imagine that most of the progression from his progression in the country western music had to do more with the fact that he grew up on blues. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. then, you know, it just kind of all kind of, you know, based on his environment, it all his just lifestyle. kind of sounded mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just mm-hmm. all the kind of right. same thing. And so, you know, whereas most of, and I'll be honest in the sense that this, I don't like most country Western artists, even in, 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 uh, what I call roots, traditional country Western performances. Mm -hmm. The reason I don't like it is the reason I don't like, uh, a lot of new, these hip hop, some of these hip hop singers the reason why you don't like the future and the mumble rap people because it doesn't have any soul it doesn't, it doesn't have yeah, any yeah. it doesn't have any bottom in it mm-hmm. and that's the reason that i kind of just you know i kind of i'm kind of shied away from mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff but you know um uh i remember <laughs> this is funny you remember when you could watch tv remember when you watch tv in the in the in the summer uh, uh, before there was cable, and then they had those time life. <laughs> Remember those time oh, life yeah. uh, yeah. uh, uh, box sets? Yeah. Yeah. And you could buy all the cassettes, mm-hmm. and when they put the country music Conway stuff on, it'd be Conway Twitty. <laughs> Man, I used to know That's all those music. commercials. That's country music. I used to know right every song on all. It was like, you know, it's the same as Who in the Hell Left the Gate Open? You know, when those songs came on, you just. I sang every song on all the commercials, <laughs> right? You know, because it. And, but I felt, you know, you I felt, felt the something bottom different. Of it. You yeah. felt the storytelling. I felt that from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 like more. And as things have gotten more modern, mm-hmm. it, there, there's like no, there's no, there's no substance. To so it. so here's one of the reasons why you make an excellent point. So this is one of the reasons why I personally like Chris Stapleton because he's a new country artist, but he also has that soulful, uh, he has that soulful bottom to his music. He has some historical context to what he's doing. He does have historical context Mm -hmm. to what he's doing. He knows where the music is rooted in and you can feel where he's coming from with his music. So he's really, uh, Chris Stapleton to me uh, is like one of those, one of the like, for lack of a better word, traditional country artists that can get into the roots, folky part of it, and you can you can like really really feel it. The artists that we looked at on your list, I liked a lot of them, but it was like okay, but it, didn't we, are we listening? We not, are we really listening to country music? Because this is like I liked uh, I like Trini Triggs. He had a really good song. Uh, uh, Reese Palmer, of course, I liked her. 
Uh, Darius Rucker and Charlie Pride are like doing the real, you know, they they getting into that real deal. Um, Reese, she's kind of on the line. If you listen to that song, Country Girl, that could almost go into a rap. Mm-hmm. You go back and listen to that song. If you kind of listen to that song, mm-hmm. you could be kind of like, she could kind of be like flowing with it. And you could put her into some different kind of boots. <laughs> and, and turn her hat around, but you know, <laughs> and she be doing, and she would be doing something, and that's, the, and that's almost the same thing that I heard from like Shania Twain at the, you know, when I'm, you you mm-hmm. write, you change the beat, you change the, uh, the instrumentation, yeah, and Lionel then Rich. the music turns into, you know, mm. it's genius though when you think about it though from a business standpoint, because these people are really double dipping. I mean, they're or getting could be, yeah. they're getting a pop audience. They're getting a country artist. They're, they're getting a country artist. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. getting that. They're getting that audience with country, and country just. I well, I won't say just, but bef- in the recent past, country was the top musical format. Mm-hmm. Hip hop took took over. Yeah, but country was the country was it. They had for a long time. Yeah, they had more. They had more fans who supported. They the had music. they had the audience share for a long time in the music industry, mm-hmm. and if you catch and if you had your toe in both the country and the pop audience, you come up with the Shania Twain album that probably sold about eleven twelve million copies. Could be. I mean, I think it was close to that. And I just looked up the the producer. It was her husband, Robert uh, John Mutt Lang. He was in he was in Def Leppard. He was in the group Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was. It was a conscious effort. Okay, I'm. A, we're gonna do some Def Leppard songs. So we're gonna do some country, mm-hmm. but we're gonna do some different instruments. You know, gonna unplug the guitar. We're gonna do this part of it. So you know, and you know, somebody else I've been listening to, and it's and it's not a black artist, but and that's who we've been talking about. But at least I have some context of country western music, or I feel like there's some context of the music is. Uh, uh, her name just skipped me. Um, from the Voice, uh, her name is no. Spencia. No, 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 no. Spencia Baker. No, not okay. her. The, uh, the the coach. The 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 coach on the Voice. Now nah, that's where you lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can picture the faces. Yeah. Oh man, you're talking about the girl who won no, on the other no, show. No, 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 no. The black or the white one. The the coach. On the voice, the he he's dating uh, Blake. Shelton. Oh yeah, Blake. Shelton. Blake yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So when I listen to his music, which I've I've gotten a chance to, and what let me tell you something else. This is this is this is why I'm a root stand because when he played when he played on when he did a song on Tonight Show on the Tonight Show, the Roots played with him. So and you know it just. It was it was good. It was still good, mm-hmm. and I just I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm, I I like his music. Not I don't know that I like his music enough to be a listener. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pull I'm, it up on your streaming. I'm say, a, I'm, a, I'm a patron. Break. Yeah, you know if you know one of the songs is on, I'll probably recognize his voice and I'll probably like it. But little chance that I'm just gonna listen to it on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I I get the context of what I hear, what 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 I got from Hee Haw. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I hear him play music, mm-hmm. 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 and I enjoy it. A and lot. I think a lot of reason that a lot of that would not automatically or organically get to you is just because of you know how music is structured, how the music industry is structured, and you never you have to actively leave whatever it is that you normally do and seek something else out yeah. in order to hear it. Which is, you know, sad. Yeah, you shouldn't, it's that shouldn't be the case. A, a that shouldn't of, be the case. Which uh, we were talking about on the last show, my iPod, where I put it on shuffle and I just hit play. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you'll hear uh, uh, Donny Hathaway and then you hear John Coltrane and then you hear Jay-Z and then you'll hear, you know, and then it's just kind of one of those you know, all of that stuff is just music, right? And that's the thing that I, right. you know, that I dig, right? And 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 though I understand that radio shows have formats, you know, sometimes it'd be interesting just to hear. It really would be, you know, to mix it up. We know, I, I we know that Darius Rucker music is very soulful. So why can't that absolutely. country western music be played on R and B station right. and fit into? the the context of that particular mm-hmm. song and mm-hmm. i mean in, in you know in that that particular formatting and <gasps> and it's really sad that we can't listen to music like that anymore yeah. or at all it's never really been like that maybe maybe am radio back in the day you could kind of do that and but you, and you made the comment before we started recording and i think it's the case there college radio college radio mm-hmm. college yeah. radio mm-hmm. yeah so yeah anyway. i mean we have a station here in the area that's probably close to that i don't know how far 91.7 kind of goes in that direction Mm -hmm. where you might be able to hear stevie wonder and then uh some local texas regional artist and then some country something Mm -hmm. you know but i don't know that here's my thing i don't know that any of these any of those there are stations like that Mm -hmm. but i don't know how many of them actually make the real effort to find uh uh music in other genres yeah like uh soul music or because those stations are going to be primarily like they're going to be like have a rock foundation yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but you know they how do they delve well do they actively delve into uh new soul music old soul music like they may be comfortable with with old soul music but Mm -hmm. how much do they get into the new stuff yeah yeah yeah, I mean, it's just there's some racial politics around it, man. It's just, and there's some categories that really kind of uh, struck me as odd too, because Spencer, the young lady that's on The Voice, mm-hmm. when you look her up, her music is categorized as country urban gospel. <laughs> so country that urban, that urban so really, I'm I'm letting you know that she's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm absolutely. Using, I got code you know. words, and I'm yeah. just you know I'm putting code words into the what I'm calling this music uh-huh. to kind of give so, you a head. So up. you can like her, but if you Remember show up for a black. concert, <laughs> yeah. If exactly. you show up, if you yeah. buy exactly. a ticket for her concert, exactly. you know, uh, Shania is not walking, uh, the Shania lookalike is not walking right. on the stage. You know, that whole word urban is just like really loaded, man. Yeah. I, I just, you It's know. not loaded. It is what it, it is. is. It means black. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it is. It's not loaded, boss. I stand it's not, corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah, it's, it's not no, coded. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not, not anymore, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, for sure. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really, you know, c- I mean, this is like an actual for real yeah, classification I didn't, I didn't, I didn't of her music. That. Yeah, country, urban gospel. Mm-hmm. So, country urban gospel. You know, it, and and 
uh, a person that I would really I, and I'm and I and I was thinking about this the other day, but I've been watching I've been watching some other documentaries, but I really want to I, I really want to look for a Charlie Pride documentary. There's one that is coming off of Black History Month. Oh, really? On PBS as a part of the American Master series. I have it written down in my I'm notes. I'm glad you said yeah. that because it's I be really want to see that. It's going to be on February 22nd. Mm-hmm. It's okay. going to be a Charlie Pride. I have to. I'm, I'm really. Need, all three need to watch. Yes. I am really we interested in that because he, you know, he, he had number one albums and number one songs in the midst of civil rights issues. Right. You know, he he. And how did he do that? And how did you do it? How did he do that? How did how did he come over and 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 how did that play on? It had to play on the radio. Back then, there was there no was internet. There was no street, so he was being played on the radio. To get to number one, he had to be played on the radio, and I imagine that. I mean, and back then, payola was a big deal. But who's going? What what record company is going to pay? For Charlie Pride to end up being number one, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. I'm curious too. I'm really, I really want to really see, wanna see well, what's going on with RCA Records, huh? He was with RCA Records. Yeah, but he was still, you know, yeah. But would RCA pay enough mm-hmm. to put him on the radio to make him make a, him number, a number, one number one artist? artist. That's the question. Damn. It's a very good question. And he's still alive, man. Eighty-four years old. Yeah. And you know, and to the and that is clearly today. That is still one of one of those songs. That like like is kiss an angel good morning is like a staple from my childhood. And I don't know that Charlie ever. I don't know what Charlie's status was because he was never alienated by the black community. The never. black community embraced him. I mean, Charlie Pride was on the cover of Jet. He was in Abbott. He was in all of that stuff. Nobody said, "Oh, he's doing the country music." So I mean, why don't more artists feel that? you know that 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 pull towards mm-hmm. that music and 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 try to get out there we, like that. we might actually have to do a show just on charlie prize documentary i'm telling you, you we know all need to watch it because i come just back think that's the most interesting yeah. thing and just you know just knowing just knowing uh the era in which he right you know it'd be different if maybe it was the 90s right Maybe it's a little bit different, but this was the 50s, 60s, and 70s. This was before the mayor, the the governor of Virginia came out in blackface. Right. This was before that. Virginia being Virginia. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we can time stamp this episode. (laughs) But you know what, though? We're going to try something, man. Charlie Pride, we know you live in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could get that. Can, can, can we get an interview? We'll, 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 come, we'll come to your house. Not have time or, for us. Oh, he got time. <laughs> but I would appreciate it if he had time. If he got time, we definitely got time. Yeah, I, man. I, I would love would, to yeah. sit down and just talk to him and about everything that went on coming up. The man up. has to have several stories. Yes. Yes. I mean, because Charlie Pride even ended up being an owner of Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, just I wonder how he navigated all of that. Before Obama, before it's all just, of it, it's just it's, odd. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. But before we leave, though, man, what um, if you were to take an R and B artist now today, and say, hey, let's do this country album. Are there R and B artists today? I mean, no, no. no I mean, wait a minute. Yeah, we got go we, got, we got an example exactly because we had a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. that's the reason why India Ari's album got categorized the yeah, way it did album. for the Grammys yeah. because nobody wanted to like you know she did basically a country album mm-hmm. yeah. she did what was and she did what a, was traditionally was, was a, a traditional soul yeah. roots music that could be a country mm-hmm. album but she can't be given that they didn't have a country urban category for her <laughs> Grammys when they do that when they do the country the urban, urban Grammy Award, yeah, then you know, yeah. you know, I be, but you know, t- I, I, to, to your question though, I think that there are a lot of uh, artists from the neo soul era. I was did ready to say that one in particular that we just uh, talked about because now, if I'm listening to her last album. Mm-hmm. I can change instrumentation in my head. Absolutely, and that album would absolutely it, w- it would fit into a country western, absolutely. and it's a uh, Jaguar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, you know who else could get away? And with she's it? in she's in Texas now. <laughs> I think Jennifer Hudson could do it. Jennifer has that type of she voice. She has that type of voice. She has that type of voice. But you know what? They would package her into a Shania Twain. Most definitely. If they uh, were going to do something like that, most definitely. I think that you're they right. would just they would they would just have her screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely, yeah. singing as loud as she could. She sells some records though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She get a bunch. Of interesting money. question though. Yeah, that, that is a that is an interesting question. Yeah. I, Are we going to get uh, to the Grammys? Wait a minute. One other thing. Uh, I I meant to bring this up earlier. I wrote it down. Nelly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nelly. I mean he. The the thing with, he uh, did George, with Georgia Country Line, Ish. Georgia, or how do you call them? Yeah, is it Georgia Country Line or Georgia? Something? I mean, he basically did a country western album, and you know what? The it wasn't. I mean, he kind of a lot of he kind of wrapped it, and it was pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Jason right. Derulio, a lot of these guys. So yeah. that new country is is melding with pop music mm-hmm. like really really well. And I mean, but Nelly's album didn't sound like uh, hip hop hip-hop country album it actually sounded more soulful like he was rapping over soul music okay. yeah i mean okay. it was it was it was relatively interesting so i mean you know yeah. that's i meant to bring that up earlier but anyway yeah yeah man i mean mute to me it's like music is 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 the great uniter but it's also that music industry has become the great divider mm-hmm. yeah because you come together with with so many people one-on-one with music mm-hmm but it's so divided from an industry standpoint mm-hmm. that it's like, okay. If you're black, you don't listen to this. If you're right, white, you, you don't know, listen yeah, to it's this. Just and, not, mm-hmm. It's not It's not. You know, marketed in a way that uh, everybody would feel comfortable coming into something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, and we do it to ourselves. Right. Like, you know, you know, how many of Beyonce's fans would have like poo-pooed country music before she came out with that album? <laughs> you know, they would have right. been like, what you doing yeah and then you know she got out there and <laughs> you know the man doing blues roots country music mm-hmm. a little riff i mean and it's just kind of like not everybody wants to put on a cowboy hat and some boots to start kicking shit you know <laughs> you know like, kick that shit <laughs> pull up in a dude but you know what and, and speaking of that i think that that's uh that's where that's where award shows have really destroyed music. Ah, uh, yes. And you know, you know, cause, because you know, you just brought up um, the young ladies, and they came up with her, her, Spencer, her, Spencer. yeah, and, country urban, gospel. and so it's just like you know, this year's Grammys, 
you know, we were going through some of the uh, some. Yeah. Of, so I was going through some of the information about this year's Grammy. They have like a best R and B performance. Then they have a best R and B traditional performance. And then you know, like <laughs> how well, that, many? How I, it's just, it's such a, it's to keep everybody. So they want to keep everybody engaged. Yeah. But, but the reality, I mean, the reality is because I see both sides of it. I the reality too. I is agree. it's a business, mm-hmm. and how many people, uh, thirty five and older, you're going to get to tune into this show? It uh, if uh, you don't, Chris Brown is superstar. I right. mean, Chris Brown is the man. Because yeah, I mean, his music don't mean shit to me. You you be like, oh, okay, yeah, I, right. I heard of him before. But I'm not gonna stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm. I, you <laughs> know, know, I got leaves to rake. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, they have to like break it down and slice and dice it to cater to whoever's gonna come because you know everybody wants their own little kingdom of this is my music, this is what I listen to, and you know I don't know that how how do you get a fair treatment without dividing it up like that? Everybody wants an you award. You don't. That's and that's. Mm. But the problem is the problem with the dividing of it is. Um, it also divides everything. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Dividing it just divides everything. It so just makes then, the whole situation divisive. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just this whole. And it's just it's like so not fun. Yeah. 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 But what? So speaking of the Grammys, you see anything that's interesting to you about it? Uh, I say one thing that I do like, um, and this is maybe a deep cut for some folks who don't listen to uh gospel music but i'm really really glad that the walls group got a nomination for uh best gospel album they're uh a family of four i believe brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. and they can sing and they have good music yeah i've heard they're really good yeah and i'm really really glad that they i watched them on uh they had a reality i watched them i don't know about the reality show but i watched them on instagram and it's really interesting to watch people navigate Christianity in the world today with people watching you ready to critique everything you do, but they look so comfortable in whatever in the skin that they're in and they still stand on their faith and everything. So I, I really like them. I think that they and I'm glad they got a nomination. I hope they get a win. Uh also this this best hip hop album or best the category that is really interesting to me that has Cardi B, Pusha T, uh, Travis Scott. Um, it's got like uh, this these hardcore hip hop, and then you got Cardi B, which I don't know where where we putting Cardi B yet. I don't know where we're putting her, but <laughs> the Cardi B phenomenon to me. How long have we been talking about Cardi B? We've been talking about her since the we last started year. the show. <laughs> So, Since she hit last yeah. year, Grammys. So I, I cannot stop giving her props. I can't. I, I can't cannot either. stop giving her props. I am. And, you and, did that. And the <laughs> thing is, is that you know I listen to her album and it's Phil Farnfield, and but it's so much fun. It is a fun. <laughs> it album. is so much it's fun, a fun album because fun album. the beats are hard. Whoever's writing for her, yes. did an awesome job. Yes, I mean because she's not saying anything that doesn't make you believe that that's not her saying it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, right. but but uh, and it, and the album is so much fun, and the th- and she is. There was some some meme or something online I ran across talking about the the reason people love Cardi B is so because she's so damn authentic. I just believe her. I really mm-hmm. do believe. Just her. whatever she's doing, I just believe whatever she's doing. I, I just, 
She could be lying out her ass, and she and she is so, she is so the antithesis of the pretense that we're doing. Like everybody is is pretending, like we have like, like you have to act like the person that is currently holding the presidential office has some sense. Like yeah. you, you got to act like that. <laughs> yeah. that like, like that's a possibility yeah. now. Yeah. And she just kind of like, uh. Don't vote for them. You need insurance so your mom can get her coochie check. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you yeah, know. right. I mean, she ain't lying. She just, I mean, you just need just, that. Yeah. You need somebody to break it down. The realness. And, 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 the, the, realness, fact, and the fact that she told Tommy Lahren she was going to dog walk her. I'm she good with said, that. I'm, I will dog She is my hero from that point. I will dog walk She said, keep, keep trying me. And, and I, 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 I kind of want and her to do it. she said something again, uh-huh. and she said, you want me to get my leash? Look, <laughs> I kind of want her to do it. I just, you know, I just kind of want her. Here's what's so funny to me. The Tommy Loren don't think it will happen. That's the bad part. <laughs> she thinks if somebody. she see her on the street, it's going to happen. She don't know who she messing with. <laughs> she don't know who she messing with. So, I, re- I mean, if she get a Grammy, I won't be mad. Yeah. And you know what? I like... Uh, I like that uh, best new artist was Chloe and Haley. Yeah, that was nice. And uh, Georgia Smith, even though I don't care too much for Georgia yeah, Smith. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, that. and I, I kind of dug that. I'm glad to see that that happened. Uh, what's uh, so? What's interesting to me? I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, what's, go ahead. I'm good. What's interesting is the the record of the year. Mm-hmm. This is America. I'm really perplexed that. I'm not shocked to see that on there. What will shock me is if it wins. Right. That's the shock. To, to see it nominated, I would have I would have been I'm more surprised. shocked. I would have been more nominated. shocked that it would have gotten it wouldn't have gotten nominated. If somebody had said no, we're not going to nominate it, I'd be shocked. But that and the video, just the song itself, if it if it did not win, I mean if it if it if it won, then I'll be I'll be the one to go what, right? <laughs> that's that's the part that would get me. So the only competition that it has in the category, in my opinion, is uh, uh, in Cardi Ken- in it. Well, Kendrick Lamar and SZA, all the stars, mm-hmm. and Cardi has the song I like it. Mm-hmm. The other songs I don't even know what. The, well, Drake is God's plan, but to me I didn't. I don't. That doesn't rank as record of the year for me i know it was a big thing but um and the whole lady gaga thing that i didn't i i missed that whole thing i don't yeah, I, I don't know this i don't song know anything all. about that either but yeah i'm with i guess the the way that you say that now i still am surprised it got nominated i'm still surprised yeah. i still am surprised that it it was raised to that level of notoriety Especially in the climate that we're in now, but maybe because of the climate that we're I think in now. that's the reason it got nominated. Yeah, and I yeah. think had it been pushed to the side, that's what made me ask the questions. Or you know, if somebody had said, "Nah, we yeah, we 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 gonna leave that song out of this whole mix because we're trying not to," you know, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, I like the uh, I like the R and B categories. I thought they were pretty interesting. Uh, Tony Braxton making a comeback. Kind of, 
I know I'm, you don't like this I'm song, but I, I, like I mean, that. I love Tony's voice, but yeah. uh, I musically, just, I just that song just had that. That song was just such a groove to me. But you know what? I like the album too, and I don't know anybody else who liked it. There's one song on the album that I really like that mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it. That now. one they played on the radio a lot. It has uh, as long as I live. They play on that. I think that was the only song released. Yeah. I don't think they released anything else. But you know what? I might. You know what? The song that "Long as I Live." I think I might have. There are parts of the song that I like mm-hmm. because there's a guitar at the beginning, right? Because right? mm-hmm. 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 I looked that up. I look up the tabs of that because I was like, "That's really a nice little guitar riff." Mm-hmm. To but the song could I be a country song. It really could be a country song. I, I guess you're right about could. that. Yeah. And so um, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a good fit for her for a song to me. Really. It didn't. It, to me, it, it was didn't. nice to I me. I just man. thought it. I thought it was it's Tony. Really, yeah. Really. I yeah. Just, mm. And uh, uh, the Carters got an R and B nod. Yeah. Layla Hathaway always deserves an R and B nod. Oh, yeah. Whatever she does, she deserves some a nomination. And I don't. She needs some Grammys. Has she won any? She got. I think she, she got, got one, one with Angel. Joe. And she got the Angel. She got and then one she got for Angel. Angel. Yeah, and then yeah. she got one for uh, last year for the. Uh, the snarky puppy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The right, the right. Regina, what's her name? Remake. Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, something. Uh, that song. Layla needs more Grammys. And Layla she, needs and, more Grammys. And she's in both the R and B categories. So she's in traditional and performance because okay. she's uh she's got a uh she's got a duet with Charlie Wilson. Okay. So they uh they she got that one. And then see that's that's, that's the thing that bothers me. We have R and B. R&B traditional performance, and then you have urban performance. So last year, we and were I think that's about, for the kids. Last year we were talking about after Grammys. Are we we still don't we still don't we don't want to say after Grammys anymore. I still feel the same way. <laughs> I still feel the same way. I still think it's. But we just go. We just going to kind of acknowledge it a little bit. But here's the yeah. thing. I think this year maybe they listen to the show because this year, <laughs> I think they got some things kind of right. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I okay. do. I think they got some things kind of right, and and especially in the R and B and the soul categories, I uh-huh. think that they did a pretty good job with those. Now I don't know too much. I mean, because P J. Morton and then uh, Leon Bridges got a couple of nods mm-hmm. in two or three categories. He got a couple of nods, and you know we talked about how Leon Bridges doesn't have the acclaim from black folk. Yeah, that he that we yeah. think he so richly yeah. deserves, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. So you know that's that's good for me. What were you gonna say about P.J. Morton? He got he got he got nominated. Uh, but I mean, that's a good thing in your in your <laughs> for opinion. me. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Because me too, I one hundred percent because he's not he's such a he's P.J. Ca- Morton. The only most people only know P.J. Morton because of his. Uh, Maroon Association five. with Maroon Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's totally the ne- a neo soul graduate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a lot of stuff from that era, mm-hmm. and he is he's grown up. I mean, his music. He came up in this indie environment, and, he, and it worked out for him. It really did. I'm glad for him. I'm really, really glad did. for him. So, but I would I I hope, and I know this sounds it, this sounds so such the antithesis of what I love about music, but I think uh, I hope Cardi B walks away with two or three Grammys. I just want to hear some acceptance speeches by Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> then she would have to win. Look at here. 
But they're going to put it on seven minute delay yeah. or seven second delay. Yeah. So you're not going to. Well, everybody's <laughs> on seven second delay. And it's going to go viral. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I think uh, uh, it was one of those. They, they did do a uh, one of those. Uh, Mac Miller got. Uh, he was one of the uh, best rap album, uh, um, and yeah. I was like, eh. he was in that category with Pusha T and Travis Scott and Drake and Cardi B. But I mean, he died, so I mean, that's kind of the way they do with award shows. I mean, and he'll, and, and he'll probably get it. Well, I don't know. He might get that, man. I think some people will be happy if he gets it, but I don't think he will mm-hmm. get it. There's too Cardi B has too much buzz. She got too much buzz, man. And the hardcore rap community wants uh, Push T from Daytona because everybody's like, that's the best album. The Heads are like, that's the best album of the year. And then Travis Scott is the pop, is the pop hip hop. You know, everybody was like, okay, he did the Super Bowl, whatever. It, it's Cardi, it's Cardi B's. It's Cardi B's. I'm just saying, she's gonna win. We're gonna find out. We'll find out. And, and you know, I tell you what, what other category has been. Sorely, and this might have more to do with the way record labels work, and especially in uh, uh, not so popular categories and uh, jazz. Like people like Kamasi Washington and Christian Scott mm-hmm. and all of them, they get left off too many lists as far as Grammy nominations are mm-hmm. concerned. I think it's I think it's a travesty, but I think that's a that's a case of they're probably more popular Thundercat. They're probably more popular on the other side of the world than they are on this side of the world because uh, black folks don't pay attention to jazz at the level that they once did, and uh, you know, and if it and probably some of that stuff is not poppy enough for. R&B white people to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'll let you talk on the jazz. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that's just how I feel about it. Man. Right. But that's just that. But anyway, we went long today because of that, right? Yeah, we good though. You know, hey, I just want everybody to help. Y'all gonna say fuck the Grammys or watch the Grammys? Let us know. Notice that you know we talking about bad language, <laughs> and I never said fuck the Grammys. Everybody cussed but you, right? hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> the hypocrisy oh man as always we want to thank you all for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology listen rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Google Play Music or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast follow us on Twitter at Psycho Fellas like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Psycho Music Lyricology you can reach up, reach uh, you can contact us at Psycho Music Lyricology at gmail.com or give us a ring at 469-606-9534 and leave us a message. Until the next time, peace. Peace.